Good morning, RC After Hours podcast fans. It is Andre, and we are, well, I am, live from what we refer to as the $50 studio. And hopefully the stream is going a little better this time around. Um, It is, uh, I'm trying some new technology here. Um, If you watch the YouTube version of this, uh, there was some some controls and everything. And I use a little software called uh, Open Broadcast Solution or System Studio, something like that. Uh, And I learned a little trick where I can use one computer to host the show and make everything look pretty and another to stream, therefore reducing the overall load and and everything. So uh, I'm really noticing that my uh, my camera's got a pretty wide view and you can see everything in the studio right now and like it's a mess in here uh and the reason it's a mess is because i am getting ready for that awesome journey to uh, ohio uh which is about uh door-to-door 900 kilometers i'm not sure how many uh how much that is in miles uh but it is a nine to ten hour journey uh but believe it or not it's a very real pardon me, relaxing uh, affair. I find I, I, I unwind on road trips and I've recently done a couple. Uh, traditionally, I go down to Ohio and Maine. I couldn't go down this year. Uh, so I'm missing that uh, that early um, uh, endurance test, but I did do a, a six-hour drive for work. So 950 kilometers, yeah, because Martin, you're, on the, you're in another country. <laughs> So good morning, everybody on Facebook. I uh, I hope you enjoyed the previous podcast. Uh, it is just myself, Andre, in the Canadian studio uh, this morning. Chris is uh, off on another family adventure, which is fantastic for him. Last I heard, he says he, they were going they were going somewhere with no cell coverage. So that's pretty awesome. I haven't talked to Mike recently, um, but I figured I'd do a quick show i'm not sure how long it's going to go since i am all by myself uh but we're going to try and do a little bit of a show just to have something for everybody to listen to on their road trip journeys as they make it their way to ohio for flight fest hopefully you're coming along hopefully you're bringing your radian and any other amazing airplanes to fly while they're while you're down there uh i um i'm focused primarily this year on a lot of flight test planes i'm noticing if if i can cram the tundra in there i will um but it's majority of flight tests plus uh, I think my little Skyhunter because we're going to try and do some FPV. I'm actually going to try and make my way down to uh, the Edgewater Park because I am a founder. I supported the initiative, but I have yet to see the actual facility myself in person. Last year, by the time we got to Sunday, I was just so, I was done. I was, I was worn out, so I decided that it was best to just take it easy and uh, go and uh, you know relax and enjoy the Sunday uh, evening uh, um, events with with friends who are on site at Fury Field. So that said, we're going to talk briefly about Flight Fest and, and some of the enjoyment there. But I'm going to go through first thing in the morning right now is we're going to talk about some of the new aircraft and new uh, offerings from um, the various uh, suppliers. I don't know about you, but it seems like the summer we've slowed down and the reveals or the new products are kind of trickling off. I haven't seen a whole lot. Um, the one, uh, so I'm gonna, got, I've got a couple of that Horizon are showing, and a couple from um, a few offerings from Flight. Uh, sorry, uh, Hobby King. <laughs> Flight Test will have some new airplanes too. I'm, uh, I'm thinking they're gonna have some neat uh, from John. Uh, John uh, has been producing uh, a lot of really cool ones. Um, I actually have the, as I talked about in the previous podcast, the. 
I do have the uh, Corsair, uh, which I need to sit down and build. So that will come along. And uh, yeah, there's just so much to talk about, so much to work through. So first thing I'm going to roll up. And uh, there you go for our visuals. Look at that. We've got uh, our, um, our nice visuals for the Facebook folks. Uh, first aircraft we're looking from is from hobby zone and it's the aero scout 1.1 millimeter ready to fly um i don't know what to think of this airplane it's basically a tricycle geared uh trainer uh it, it looks beefy and reading through some of the specs um it ha might have the potential to be pretty cool it's got safe and everything and look at the those gear that nose gear and that rear gear uh seem pretty beefy runs off a 3s2200 so we are still getting aircraft with 3s2200 it actually says it actually uses a usb-c uh smart charger for easy charging uh, and that's pretty darn cool actually um nice motor oversized wheels and and just uh, this could actually be a really good learner. I know um, they changed up the um, uh, some of the the training aircraft, and uh, I'm not 100% sure that we we had that entry level aircraft anymore. I like this because it's got gear. It's got a simple motor setup. Uh, this could very well be a very handy training aircraft uh, for anybody who's trying to get a uh, a young flyer into the hobby because you are on gear uh, you probably could hand toss it without risking the prop and um, some of the like the delta ray they changed that aircraft completely and i think it got too small so something like this you could probably start off in a three channel configuration and then very quickly advance to four channel my thought on something like this too is why would you um why would you start off in three channel these days uh unless the aircraft you know if you've got the ability to bank and yank i think that the flying experience is a lot better because you can maneuver through it so let me know what you think about this aircraft. Uh, sub $200, and I believe this is the ready to fly. So I'm not sure what radio it comes with, what's in the box. Uh, a DXE controller, which, you know, out of the box. Uh, if you've got a radio, you definitely could, um, you could definitely get away with that as a starter. But obviously, we always just learn that you just blast through your initial radio. So, um umx timber color schemes john davis says had some hands-on time with that aircraft at hhrfs and uh last month and it is an awesome trainer which is which is fantastic because he's got a young pilot on his hands who's doing really good as i've seen next up is the ranger we've seen this from fms and the claim to fame for this aircraft is the undestructible landing gear it looks it looks impressive. I've seen the videos and some of the demonstrations where they sit there and they, basically the, the front gear is on a spring. And you, the, you're supposed to not be able to destroy the landing gear on this thing. It is a tricycle gear. I'm not a tricycle gear fan personally. I find, uh, I find getting those landings in really well and it's something I need to practice on the big jets and stuff like this. This is something that you, you need to learn as you advance through. But I'm still a tail dragger kind of person for whatever reason. I just like how those airplanes land and take off and handle the ground. Uh, but again, this is another nice versatile airplane if you're looking for something that's durable uh, and in the trike gear. Um, it's, uh, it's got some, I love the colors cause it's yellow. That's just me. Um, but it's got, 
you know, a nice looking airframe. It's got a, what she's got. It's got five nine gram servos, 20 amp ESC, uh, and it takes a 1300 battery. So it's not a huge airplane. 1300 3S, not a big, big, big airplane. 1200 KV motor, uh, 20 amp ESC, five servos, uh, and it's, you know, high strength metal landing gear. Um, you can uh, think it's got a float, so it comes with floats and everything. So it's it's not too bad. And it has a, just checking really quickly, it's a 10 by 5 prop, which makes sense for that size of motor. And I'm looking for, um, it has no flaps, 1200 grams with floats. Uh, length. I'm just trying to find the wingspan really quick. Wingspan, 48 inches, right on the money as far as a nice, simple aircraft. Um, you could definitely turn something like this into a tail dragger, which is what uh, Nick is saying. Uh, next, from FlyZone. Who has had a FlyZone 1S ready to fly? When I got back into electrical flying, my first airplane was a uh, Tiger Moth. And that poor thing has been through motors. It's full of hot glue, but it was so simple. I would get my airplane, my little Tiger Moth biplane, out in the wind and fly it into the wind. You know, you're fighting, you're fighting against everything, all the elements on this little 1S thing. And I would just run battery after battery when I started flying with that thing. Just got used to it. I could fly the thing inverted, which is really interesting on a uh, <laughs> when you don't have ailerons, right? It's just a, t it's just a simple three, three control. I don't even think this thing comes with the, any flight controller or nothing, which is the way it's supposed to be on a little 1S plane. And you just go out there and buzz around with something like this and just run battery after battery. Um, I actually passed it to my dad because he was struggling at one point and really, uh, really brought him back. He was, I think we were in the baby blender days and stuff like this. And the problem we were always having was CG was never quite the same. Um, the radio, really, it would be awesome if they would do like a, a DSMX module into this thing. So anybody with a proper radio or a module of their own could control it without using this little tiny silly remote oh, right there. Um, but it would be... Um, I still love these airplane. Uh, sub $100. Now, are they first user friendly? Uh, I flew my son on one. And, you know, you got to grab the remote. And I found changing the props in the field on these are like the, the prop shaft is really delicate. So I had to, you know, you get there with your pliers and you try and pop or your needle nose. You try to pop the prop off and press the other one on without mangling the foam and everything. There's nothing to hold on to. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh. now, uh, Buck says STL protocol. Uh, I thought it was a tactic. Um, I think my old radio was a tactic. This one might not be a tactic. Many things have changed over, over the years, but it's, you know, it, it is such a fun little thing. What's really nice is if you're at the field, you can charge off the remote. You can plug your 1S battery in there. I just ended up having a pocket full of, uh, 1S packs and everything as I went through. Um, will Horizon be at Flight Fest? Nick, I don't know, but I suspect they will. Uh, they were there last year, and they're, they're a big part of the family for, for Flight Test. Um, but there you go. Nice-looking airplane. I, uh, 
Yeah, if I was looking for one. Oh, it's even got little streamers on the tail. Uh, beautiful colors, beautiful everything. It, wouldn't it be nice, and we've said this before, um, and, and Alpha had commented on how these planes, the the World War One planes for the scale and everything, they just find it a hard marketplace. But, boy, I would love to see more World War One biplanes into, uh, into the market. Um, I will be picking up parts for my Park Zone Albatross and... Uh, uh, um, uh, SE5, uh, which I'm super excited about. Andy Chase, one of the podcast listeners and supporters, uh, happened to mention uh, that the store, his hobby store, was closing down, and he stagged me a whole whack of parts. So I'm, I will have spare parts for these for planes. I really got to fly them. It's terrifying. At the same time, you know you need to fly them because they're so old and delicate and, and hard to find spares for, but at least I've got something. Um, so there's another uh, consideration. Now we're going to flip over to Hobby King. This is something I saw. Um, they haven't been producing or releasing too many things. It's kind of, uh, I wonder if we're just in the summer. They've rolled out a lot of their stock, and we won't see a lot of stuff till the fall. Um, exclusive messages. So this caught my eye. I'm a twin fan, okay? I love twin prop aircraft. Um and enjoyed my bush mule, my sky mule even more. Uh, but look at this thing. This is the Hobby King, the H King Twin Otter DHC-6. 1840 millimeter, so a 72-inch wingspan, uh, EP foam, uh, and it looks awesome. Uh, let's see if I can expand some of these graphics for everybody online seeing. Again... It is a, uh, it's a neat looking airplane. I don't think it's got flaps. I'm checking through the specs. Uh, actually, I take that back. It's not a foam plane. This is an all balsa um, uh, construction, fiberglass cows, uh, good for nitro application, pre-painted, high quality fiberglass. Uh, it has a two-piece aluminum wing joiner, very short assembly time. This is pretty neat. Uh, it has a flying weight between, ready-to-fly weight between 3.3 to 3.5 kilograms. Fuselage is 55 inches, wingspan is 72, so pretty neat. Electric, they're talking about two 900 kV motors, 40 to 60 amps, 10-inch props. Pretty well the kit that you would use on board the... Um, uh, the bush mule uh, and it four servos so that means it does not have flaps eh, I like flaps and stuff like this because you can really slow it down uh, it is a pretty neat airplane so uh, it's just something that caught my eye uh, neat little graphic scheme and everything nose gear rear gear look pretty decent strutted wings so that's pretty cool Next, uh, something that also caught me, uh, I keep throwing up the little things, uh, I guess they're talking about their servos in more waterproof analog. I've never actually had a concern about this, but I guess they're they're finally doing it. Well, how much they do to make the servos. So we're talking Turner G509W Metal Gear servos. These are almost a staple, but I've noticed, and I don't know if anybody else notices, the prices on servos have been slowly creeping up. Uh, and, you know, used to be a $5 servo is now a $7 servo. So, you know, your layout on the aircraft and everything are getting a little bit more expensive. I mean, we, I, I personally like a good scratch build, but you're starting to notice those prices, though the cost to build the aircraft are going up. And that's what all that is. So those with all the taxes and everything uh, or all the tariffs that are being put on the electronics and everything. Anyhow, there we go. Waterproof. 9 gram metal servos from Turnigy. Uh, I have a whack of these, and every time I do an order from Hobby King, I do stick in a couple extra. Um, something that caught my eye from our friends at Arrow. Uh, actually, I'm trying to get um, 
them on the show to talk about some of the products. Um, and I just recently noticed they are now they've got now got a 980 millimeter P47, which looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure where they're picking up the models from. I don't know if they're developing them by themselves, but this looks pretty nice. $190 US has an 840kV with a 40 amp ESC. That's a four blade at prop. Uh, and it takes a 3S2200. Again, so we're seeing a lot of aircraft are sort of moving back. I guess it all depends on where you want to go. There's LEDs and everything. I wonder if it looks more like a, an old FMS or something like that, but uh, it's got a four-blade um, uh, 10 by 5 by 8 prop, uh, six servos, so six-channel six, uh, receiver required, and 3S2200. So, you know, not a bad-looking aircraft and give you some capabilities uh, if you're looking to expand your Warbird lineup. So that one's coming soon again from Arrow. They also, I think we talked about it last time, have the Corsair. Uh, that's 1,100mm wingspan. Might be a little bit more forgiving. Um, again, $190, which is pretty cool. Um, and then on the same token, we've seen this aircraft before. And this is the Marlin 64mm EDF. Uh, it's It's got that Futura from FMS look with a simple paint job, but still a nice looking aircraft. Um, so I'm uh, I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. It's a repainted version of the FMS. That's what I thought, uh, according to Michael Rosnick, which is correct. Uh, and then the Marlins. So not bad. 150 bucks. That is scrolling down. It's got a 40 amp ESC. Uh, 240 size motor, 900 millimeter wingspan, and we'll take a 4S2200 to 6. So if you're looking for a simple uh, 4S EDF, um, 64, 11 blade is actually interesting on a 64 mil and has servos, uh, fixed gear, robust fixed gear, eight, eight servos. So I guess the control, the elevators are all individual, probably has flaps. Does it have flaps? It does have flaps. So that's not bad. Sorry, I'm scrolling around a lot for the video. Um, yeah, so there we go. So, and, uh, yeah, so that is offerings from Arrow. Now, earlier this week, I got out and I flew with a buddy and, uh, we were doing a, uh, a little U.S. thing. He lifted off American flag with, uh, and I shot and I got to fly his Phantom 4 Pro version 2. And the the significance of that, I mean, over mine, uh, the the Pro 2 has the lens or the um, has the mechanical shutter, so you don't get some of that strobe effect of the on, on the 4K video. But what it did have was that remote with the integrated display, and wow, was I blown away! Um, traditionally, I shoot when I fly my Phantom. I shoot. And I use my um, my Apple uh, iPad Mini, and I have to put the blinders on and everything. This display was so clear, so bright. It was really amazing. Um, it's uh, it, it's it is uh, like wow. That's all I gotta say. But obviously, there's a significant amount of price now. What I did notice and like is that it does the new technology. Uh, and if you're on the fence as far as, you know, how fast the technology is going, um, this new one, it flies. And I've flown with the goggles before with a Mavic. 
Ah, I said it right. Um, but DJI has done a really nice job integrating the OcuSync uh, technology into the Phantom line. So you get the 2.4 and the 5 uh, the five gig video. Uh, and we had two birds in the air. This other one was this huge thing, and it actually lifted the flag off. But the winds were pushing us around. Um, what was really interesting was um, Steve's, uh, that my buddy I was flying with, has different rates. So I'd go and move the... I'd go and move the uh, the Phantom and be expecting something that I fly it, and it would do something a little different. It would be a little more quick on the on the uh, on the rates and everything. But amazing! I learned a new. Uh, uh, actually, found a new place, so I've got to get out there with my Phantom and fly around, do some scenic uh, adventures. We were also having some fun uh, shooting a Canada video, and I took out that big truck of mine. That is the um, uh, the. The Losi Super Bahare, and I got this because I got those 6S packs for days when I can't get out and fly my jets and stuff like this. And we did a speed run, and I ran out of room, and I topped out. At, I didn't even top out. I was doing 93 kilometers hour before I had the jam on the brakes, so I wouldn't run into uh, to a wall or anything like that out where we were driving these things. So looking forward to uh, trying that thing out in the dirt and having some fun. But we shot two video, two quick videos celebrating Canada Day, and then obviously for July 4th for Independence Day. Here I'm back on the main camera, and there's the big Losi for the uh, for the people watching the. Uh, the uh the live stream the super bahare it's a one six scale truck um cost way too much money but was pretty cool i'm uh, really happy to have been able to pick that thing up and make it part of the fleet um of expanding trucks uh yeah there are crawlers there are stadiums short short track trucks and everything there's all kinds of stuff RC trucks are just like planes. You need just a different one for every occasion, uh, but they still seem to uh, make everything nice and fun. Uh, so rolling on to the show, I'm pulling out my show notes to talk about everything. So Flight Fest. I guess my question as I sat down this morning drinking my coffee and asking myself is, why do you go? What do you expect? What do you bring? And, uh, you know, uh, it's it's... Why why has this become such an amazing event? Last year, uh, we had, uh, if I'm correct, there were 5,000 visitors on site, 1,500 pilots, and a ton of volunteers. And my end of it is I help the volunteers coordinate and organize, um, but they're the ones doing all the groundwork, and we can jump into that. Uh, Nick asks me if I'm bringing a truck. I am bringing to Flight Fest, and friends are bringing trucks. All the guys I know are talking. We're bringing our crawlers. Something like this, uh, if this wag, if this took out somebody, oof, it's heavy, it's fast, uh, and I don't want to particularly bring my my uh, 6S packs with me to for that trip it's a little uh why well, it's it's not a problem but i can't see myself having time but i'm gonna bring my crawler which has got lights and everything so we can just relax in the evenings and stuff so rolling into now uh i've had some requests i'm just looking for something here on my desk i don't know where i put it uh stickers 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 i lost my last rc after hour sticker go figure uh, here's one there you go I have gone and procured, and they will be arriving in Ohio later on this week, 300-plus stickers for Flight Fest. Now, if you want a sticker, you've got to show up. you got to get a sticker from me, maybe two, three stickers, whatever. We'll see. I don't want to run out. I want to make sure everybody gets them. But you have to take a selfie. 
we need social media. I want you to go on selfie, hashtag, you know, Flight Fest, Flight RC After Hours and everything. Tag us. And we're going to have some fun with these because, you know, everybody deserves an RC After Hours sticker. And they're basically this one. I just didn't, I just produced, a, like I said, 300 of them. I also have a sticker for myself uh, and my friends, my close friends, know exactly what that's all about. We're having some fun. We're going to do some fun social media stuff. So make sure you find me, grab it, get a sticker from me, take a photo. Um, I'll be busy, but I'll be, you, you'll be able to see me. I got some, um, my, uh, t-shirts, my volunteer t-shirts now have my name on them. So that's pretty cool. So you'll be able to find me. So we're going to have some fun. So let's roll in and talk about, and I'm going to engage the community because we do have people on our, uh, our Facebook live stream right now. And we're going to talk about flight fest and, um, uh, I guess the first question is, why do you go? Uh, if you roll back for me, and I mentioned this, if anybody follows my stream, uh, 2014 was the very first year. This was a brand new event, very loosey-goosey, very uh, you know early days. And we had done, uh, Flight Test had done a GoFundMe to get the show going. And uh, it worked out really well. And I was really on the fence as far as what I was going to do or if I was going to go. I had actually had a pretty bad car or racing car accident a few weekends before on Father's Day in June and was feeling pretty banged up. But uh, Chris convinced me to come down. And uh, I volunteered, met a lot of awesome people. And, you know, that was year one. And I met a lot of people I now know. So we're going on, you know, this will be 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. You know, this is our sixth year. I've done all the Flight Fest uh, events uh, throughout the U.S., which has been amazing. But this will be our sixth year. And last year was super special. Nothing compares to year one. And, uh, you know, hopefully the weather holds out. But, you know, it is, as Mike Finley just pointed out, it is a family reunion. And that's what it has become. Um, we're all sad when someone says, yeah, you, 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 they can't make it for whatever reason. But we all know um, there's always next year. So that's, that is a nice thing about it. Um, you know, and so, so what do what does someone who's not been there expect out of this? Um, I hope you don't like sleeping because uh, it's it's an active event. Uh, I know from years past we we're up to two o'clock in the morning and then we get back up at six and do it all over again. Particularly if you're a volunteer or doing any of that, um, there's so many dedicated people trying to make this event as good as you can. Um, and what do you bring? Well. You um you bring a bit of everything. Uh, the the rule for for any kind of these events, don't bring a plane that you truly love. Well, now Joshua Orchard, he he's a little crazier and he brings things that I would never dare fly. I'm I, I'm nervous about flying my Radiant in this event. <laughs> but bring aircraft that are a little bit more durable, a little bit more disposable. And stuff that can handle rough field conditions. Uh, we lay down a, a Gore-Tex tarmac kind of thing over top of a farm field. Let's let's face it, this is a farm field. But the facilities are slowly developing over the years, and we're slowly changing landscape, improving the grass and everything. Um, <laughs> bring nothing you love. Yeah, that's Ryan Papp's suggestion. Um, 
and it's flight test and flight fest. And so even myself over the years, I brought a lot of foam aircraft and that's changed even for me. And I'm starting to bring stuff that I develop and build. And, and so my repertoire this year are, you know, my FD racer, Ryan, you can't touch my FD racer. It's brand new. It's beautiful. Um, an old FT Spitfire. My dad passed me after I, after he built his new one. Um, I have my FT scout, which I love and adore. And then I've got the big pink bomber. I wanted to bring that huge mega bomber, uh, but unfortunately, it um, it's just too big, and I never I never figured out how to make the wing into a two piece. And at 90 inches, it's it's too big to put in the car. Um, and then of course there's the Radiant, and we're going to talk about the Radiant Fun Fly because the new Radian with the LED package. I have mine. I haven't even flown it yet. That's just my how my season's gone so far. But I'm bringing my classic one. I love that airplane to death. Um, and hopefully this year, no one will fly into it, right? <laughs> Last year, it had a massive crash. What, 2017? Yes. Uh, or even, or, no, sorry, last year. It had a massive crash in May. Rebuilt it. Straightened it all out. Um, bring... Bring the night, bring the night radiant of flight uh, flex jet. Uh, no, no, I'm uh, the flex jet is terrifying to me. Um, no, for me, I'm gonna talk about my flying in a bit because I think I've run a little different of a scenario. But the radiant fun fly should be amazing. I mean, between all the rollout of all those new radians, that's gonna be crazy. And uh, I'm getting older, so this year I actually have glasses for long distance. I'm gonna wear these things when I'm flying because I find they relax me a little bit. Um, it, uh, if it does, it will be, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the weather shortly, Mike. Sorry, folks. I'm, I'm kind of multitasking here. Um, but anyhow, the radiant fun fly should be amazing. Make sure you have a spotter. We've all learned this over the years. You need a spotter and your spotter's going to be able to find your radiant. So that's, what's cool about the lit lighting ones. You can, rather than, you know, try and do a crazy Ivan, you can actually cycle your lights on your radiant radiant and try and spot it especially if you put the remote control devices into it to control the lights um the first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to change the receiver out on my uh, on my lit radiant but i got to get around to that so one of the things i'm hunting for when i go to flight fest is a new uh the fr sky vario thin eight channel combo receiver i'm definitely going to pick up one of those for my radiant um and just use it and enjoy that aircraft as well um my thoughts on the new radiant however is i'm not a fan of the screw in wings uh the old radiant works it's getting a little older so i tape it but the screw in wings drive me crazy because it's like oh i gotta put this thing together and all the wiring um one of the things i've also learned after i did the mod was to actually add little 10 centimeter uh servo extensions for the wing lights and it just makes the whole connections a lot faster can you make a flight fest car parking video how so is that a packing oh a packing video <laughs> so you're gonna laugh i take photos of how i set my car up and this is a suggestion from bill decker i take a photo of how i set the car up so i know and like uh last night i was fumbling through my photos going what luggage did i take last year and where did i put it and sure enough there's a photo of my little carry-on flight package uh flight style, uh, approved airline approved luggage jammed in behind the seat uh of in the, in the car so i know where to go and um the other end on on the packing is every year i put in my notes take less planes and already this year i busted that limit they're all flight test planes and if i can like i said i'm gonna try and get the tundra in with me and do a little high wing flying while i'm out there at fury field but um cheapers 
You know, it's uh, it's uh, the car is getting full and I sort of want to leave a little bit of room to see what's going to come home with me. Last year, the FlexJet came home. That was a splurge purchase and love that jet to pieces. Um, try not to put it into pieces. And I've, I've, I haven't flown enough. And that's my that's been my bad year and that I've not flown a lot of my jets uh, just because of circumstances, weather conditions and so forth. Uh, but. I'm mm, going to try, going to try and try uh, and look at something while I'm there. Ooh, I thought about a Motion RC aircraft and decided that I was going to wait. Um, I don't particularly want another jet right now. I want to fly my jets into the fall, and I will. Um, but I want something to use those 6S packs. And again, that, that goes back to the Super Bahare purchase and, and what... Um, uh, and why I got that one. I have all these beautiful, I've got like 12 6S packs and I want to uh, utilize them. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to actually look at what manufacturers are are on site and what they have to offer and everything and we'll, we'll go from there. So why do you go to Flight Fest? Because it's family. It's craziness. Um, every year we see the, pilot, the average age of the pilots dropping down. Those are the build nights and everything. What to expect? Well, like I said, a mixed bag of flying. This year we're changing the FPV stuff up a bit. So if you're trying to get into FPV, you're going to actually have an opportunity. Um, you get a chance to learn and build. One of the things I'm going to advise people too is if you... Uh, last year we experimented with a network so you could actually view the videos. Um, if you have a particular plane in mind, download that video from YouTube. Store it on your device. Have it there. Um, you don't need a wing. No, you don't need a wing to fly FPV. No, not at all. Um, I actually am going to try and fly FPV either at the field early on before all the craziness starts, or I'm going to take my, my micro sky hunter with me to, uh, Edgewater and fly that there. So yes. Now what to bring following up on that is your combat plane. If you're into combat, go crazy. I, I personally find the combats because of what I do and how and and my level of uh, <clears throat> responsibility quotations mark here air quotes uh, I find combats really stressful as a person because you know I'm 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 standing back waiting for the chaos <laughs> it is chaos it is hilarious it is fun and every year we get better at managing it and keeping it safe and keeping uh, protecting that bubble around the spectators and pilots and everything but it's still stressful uh, but if you're into combat oh boy you can have a lot of fun um we've noticed that the bigger airplanes tend to do well you know so if you can over engineer that craft uh, it tends to survive uh no you don't need a wing <laughs> i um i have enough wings thank you ryan and i'm working and i have to apologize to to uh to, to defy it wings sean i'm not done my d28 but we'll get there everything will come in time everybody's got to be patient with poor Andre I've had a rough year and I'm working on getting my energy levels and my 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 joy of the hobby back and everything so bring planes that are again like I said rough field capable so whatever gear if you're, if you're man if you're a competent pilot rock rock the tricycle gear but I like a tail dragger with big wheels so tundra style or no landing gear you know toss uh, belly landers I think a belly lander works well 
be mindful that whatever field there's out there, it does damage. Um, I I crashed the I've crashed every year I think, um, but the one year I put the sky mule the bush yeah the sky mule into the soybeans thinking it would be a soft landing. That poor airplane's fuselage was just ripped to shreds just destroyed so know that if you go in and if you are flying any kind of combat any kind of fpv a beeper a locating beeper is probably your god is something that you really want to look into um fine make sure you can secure your battery because as soon as the battery is ejected forget it you have no way of defining your aircraft and every year stuff gets lost particularly into the cornfields uh, I, I go in deep. I've gone in deep a few times, go hunting for people's airplanes and that's, that's, it's craziness in there. Uh, so, you know, any kind of beeping or anything like that, well, any kind of beeper will, will help. So what to bring as far as, uh, you're, you're camping folks. You are, uh, last year we had some pretty crazy weather, but sustained heat. So be aware of that. Uh, we camped out and it was, for me, it was 35 degrees Celsius the entire time. Um, bring your boots bring your rain jacket because it will rain you will get muddy uh and you know the shower amenities are there but yeah, you know they get dirty after the end of it we do try and get them clean fairly often but uh, yeah i remember i still remember the thud from the sky meal that's what martin says yes i was very aggravated it was my own pilot error for screwing up my settings and everything but you know uh make sure you bring whatever camping fun you like and 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 be self-sufficient there are amenities there are supplies around but the more you take care of for yourself, the better off you are. And uh, I remember the yeah, the shark in the corn. Yes. I mean, we, we there's so many memories. Actually, I, I forgot here. I have a whole photo bank of, uh, you know, reasons to come to Flight Fest. And, and I should be rolling through these as I talk. Um, oh, there's the uh, there, there, there's the uh, the Canada flag event or the U.S. flag. So, um, yeah. The combats are fun. I'm just flipping through some photos and everything. Yes, drinking water, lots of water. We always have water. Um, last year was extremely warm the entire time, but everybody was pretty pretty happy about it. Uh, I guess from a safety, hey, look at that, D28 in the photo stream. Uh, one of the safety things is be mindful of your battery packs and uh, your goggles um, and, and your radios. I actually suffered a radio failure a couple years ago and I think it was heat and moisture related um, left everything in the car now I tend to put everything into the tent and actually try and keep the tent well ventilated and I think that's probably why my radio failure uh, occurred which was really a bummer so I now I always come with a spare which is still no better if you don't have the model loaded in plus you got to rebind everything but at least I wasn't out of the water without uh, you know I actually could still fly something um, and be creative. I think that's the funnest part. Some of these builds that people do over the weekend is just amazing. Uh, and you know, and every year we 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 encourage that. We have the checkpoint where where we'll get one of the flight test crew to go through and look over the um, look over the aircraft and check its stability and, and just from a safety standpoint. Um, but again. You know, bring bring what you like. The night flying for me is what's the most incredible thing. I'm I think I'm just too old nowadays, and my eyes don't handle it. But I have my night uh, my little night arrow, and um, 
those so there's always vendors there's a couple of really smart vendors who hang out and sell led lights all night long and these these kids come running out with a couple bucks in their hands and as a parent i'm thinking flight fest is a very expensive experience because of all the accessories um but it's so worth it to to, uh, to see some of these kids start flying uh and, and just get involved and have just an amazing experience it's like why would you not you know, why would you not, you know, encourage your kid to fly um, and just help this hobby? And I think that's a real cool thing about the scratch build kits. They're a little bit more disposable. Now there's Ben and his crazy jet from last year. Flat Mike. Yes. And the volunteers. Um, I, I can't speak highly enough of just, uh, you know, what the volunteers mean to this event and how hard they work. Uh, I've, you know, benefited from, from everybody's, uh, um, hard efforts and every year I feel like the program gets a little better and, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's surprising how much effort people will put in and, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's really neat to see. And I'm looking forward to this year. We're continuing to develop some of the programs and push and push and push. And that's all about making sure, um, people who come to the event see um the value in what we're doing and you know want to come back because you know then the event gets to keep going and we keep growing we keep recruiting and to me that's pretty uh, pretty darn cool um and you get to meet people you wouldn't get a chance to meet you know and so uh, there's matt handing me over that uh, awesome dms dsmx module which uh has really been useful so yeah <laughs> and you know there's just the combats are fun and you know here's a prime picture of brian recovering his airplane after a combat after we had sat in the field for a day you know and uh it's just that's that's the community showing their 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 strength you know someone else found his plane and so that you know it's nice that you can recover that be expected to lose something um because it will happen uh your airplane will go in and you will be without an airplane for for possibly the rest of your flying day at, at fly fest it does happen we've all crashed it we've all crashed something we've all lost something but you know it's good to go any questions from the ongoing uh, chat group that i can fill about flight fest um the venue has changed a little bit i don't have the photo loaded into the bank but um earlier this month um uh, the furies put up a new barn which is now going to be the store and um uh, it is the store front and also the uh, uh, registration location. So it's kind of cool. They we're, we're slowly putting in, we're slowly investing in, or not we, they are slowly investing in Flight Fest. And that just means it's going to be hosted at Fury Field for the foreseeable future. And the rationale there is um, Edgewater is nice, but not viable for holding up um, uh, the events. So what's the hardest uh michael asks what's the hardest aspect of being a volunteer i don't think it's um if it's money it's a physical grind um what we've really worked on over the years is reducing the shifts for a volunteer uh and making it really clear um i now have been this will be my seventh volunteer coordinator stint uh, and over the years, um, we've tried to produce a product or not produce, but 
designed the volunteer experience to be not so tasking. Earlier on, if you volunteered, it was just a slugfest the entire event. Nothing wrong with that. I, I really loved going crazy and just, you know, and because and, I got to meet the people. Um, um, and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, uh, want to be... Uh, I'm going to read some of the quotes as I go through comments as I go through. I'm actually going to move my laptop so I can see it. And uh, so, so the volunteering has actually changed quite a lot over the last couple of years, I feel. Uh, and it's probably gotten better. Uh, and I try to recommend people do stuff, one, that interests them. And two, uh, really focus in on um, uh, your personal safety. So if you're having issues being in the sun, well, then probably don't want to work on the flight line or do parking, right? But there are plenty of other ones. And we'd like I said, we've reduced the shifts down to about three hours and I've tried to spread it out. And I've slowly, because of the, we were getting more volunteers, I've been able to um, enhance the position, not enhance, but just pad the numbers out so we've got enough coverage. Also, we put... Um, we put in place the last year uh, the flight crew, and that's been a big change, a big help for me as a coordinator because I now have dedicated people who, you know, they're the ones in the red T-shirts, and they are, you know, they are there to support the volunteers, and they're my, you know, that level down. So it allows me to coordinate and manage and observe and, and just frees me up to do a little bit more event control. Not even control is the wrong word, but just helps the event so these guys are huge and, and and take on a lot of heavy lifting for for myself so uh pilot meetings huge so one of the criticisms we had early on uh was that the flight line wasn't controlled enough and you know i asked joshua and uh, uh, carl to step up and see if we could develop something and we've slowly and last year was phenomenal last year was I could actually not worry about that because that was a huge, um, it was a huge management burden, not burden. I'm using all the wrong words, but I couldn't, I couldn't help the event function and myself in Austin and manage a flight line. So this year we've actually stepped it up to four uh, um, flight crew to manage the flight line. And that is a huge change and anything. And like, as the programs evolve, I step back, I look at it. I have probably more, um, uh, flight crew than I intended this year, but we're going to, you know, and these are not permanent positions. These people doing these positions won't be doing this forever. These are, I, they're designed to roll over so other people can get experience. So, um, you know, and, and the flight crew thing is just going to be amazing to, uh, to, to help the event run as smooth as we want it to. Uh, yeah. So flight meetings, I'm just going to go over some of the comments here. Uh, sketchy factor inspector. <laughs> I just point over there and grab a plane and run. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a few times too. Uh, I show up to the flight line. I don't even have a spot or nothing. I just fly, but who's going to throw me out of the event? <laughs> uh, let's see. Bill Deckard asks a really interesting question as a fellow diabetic. And we'll, we'll talk about that. I'm, I'm pretty open about this now. How do you keep your meds cool while traveling and working your butt off? I hope you uh, plan rest breaks. Thanks for sharing. So, uh, yes. So anybody who knows me personally knows I've been through a pretty big lifestyle change. Uh, let's see. Can you see that on the camera? Yeah, that's my glucose monitor. Yes, I am a type 1 diabetic. And this is something that sort of happened... We're not sure when, but I knew I came back from Flight Fest feeling very 
very rough and I got progressively worse and worse and worse. And on September 11th last year, I was in the ER sitting there being told that my life was about to become very different. And so, yes, I am a type 1 diabetic and I've been through quite the um, quite the bumpy ride. However, um, I'm in control and I feel stronger. I feel better. Uh, not that I was a rough or out of shape kind of person, um, but now it's, yeah, it's something. So Bill, to answer your questions, one, while I'm traveling, everything is on a cool pack. Um, and two, I will be storing my supplies and everything uh, with the Furies um, and, and possibly in, in the hangar. The hangar has a refrigerator. So my stuff will be nice and safe. I have cooked a pen. That sucked because it's expensive. Um, and yes, I will be taking care of myself and watching my levels and everything. I have an amazing medical crew. Um, I think we're up to five or six medics, male and female, which is super and super important. Um, and these people take care of people and an amazing thing of all the volunteers you want to run into these guys they're they're on it they know all the signs for hydration or uh, uh, heat stroke um, a few of our few of our good friends last year were affected and it's one of those things I hate to tell you it's one of those things that if you don't take care of yourself don't watch for signs when you get hit by heat stroke you're wiped out I, I, I don't care how strong you are how fit you are it will affect you and it will take you down for the weekend so it's something that we push and we remind people constantly Drink, stay hydrated, get out of the sun, wear a hat, sunscreen, all these things. Monitor yourself. And I will be vigilant as anything this year because, yeah, I want to uh, make sure I stay good and safe and not come home beat up and banged up and everything. So, all right, I'm going to continue listening to some of these comments or reading off these comments. Tip, put your radio down with the antenna facing the direction of your crash and your spotter to yes yes so ryan pap is talking about the benefit of of finding your aircraft um if your spotter you have your spotter as you should they should be able to see your aircraft and i've learned um and i did this one year when i did the shark the, the, the a gentleman crashed his wing into the bean field and i was just walking along and i saw it so i put my binder down in the direction of the airplane i had my uh not my binder, I had my clipboard, and I walked, and we kept walking, and the guy stayed back where, as my reference and would yell left and right, and we found it. And the guy and I met in the field, and he was moving his aileron controls. We found the wing, and poof, out of the, out of the cornfield this wing came. There's a great photo that Wayne caught of the whole thing. So, <laughs> And then Ryan also said from Austin, uh, the quote from last year was, it's too quiet, let's break something. Honestly... Austin and I have a bet, and I'm saying Saturday by 3 p.m., 4 p.m., we will have this thing so ironed out that I should, in theory, be able to sit down with him to have a meeting at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday in the shade and just have a meeting about how things are going and compare notes. And if if we've done our homework right, if, if our experience has kicked in, because this will be our, what is it, ninth event, um, between all of us, we should have enough, so... Uh, <laughs> red shirts always eat first everyone else be <laughs> beams up that's funny yes yes the red shirts there are plenty of good stuff uh come see the the first aid guides we'll get you covered yeah heat stroke takes weeks to recover according to bill yes and so i, I encourage everybody to keep them keep themselves i do have a weather report somewhere i just don't have it handy and i have a weather i'm a meteorologist who emails me daily with updates and the weather is looking much better than it did earlier on the week 
So, yeah. So, like I said, um, bring airplanes that, that, that you want to have fun with, that, that uh, you don't expect to have a life expectancy. Uh, myself this year, I'm actually not bringing any 4S packs or anything. I'm sticking with 3S. So, 800, 1300, 2200, and 4000s. And uh, just because it makes simple charging, it's easy. You can actually stick all the packs together and balance charge together on a parallel port and not really worry about it. Uh, there is power in all the tents. Uh, we're only doing two build tents this year. I don't remember if last year we had three or not, but it was simple. Um, and we've just consolidated it. We've made a lot of little changes this year. Uh, we're enforcing the wristband thing. Where's my wristband there? Um we're, we're, we're going to be enforcing the uh, the wristbands to make sure everybody's paid to be on site and everything. And there's just control the event, limit the rolling traffic through there. There will be bus uh, shuttle runs. We're looking at a wagon, I was told. So that will be pretty cool. Just a lot of stuff. So the event continues to mature. One, we are super focused on making sure everybody has fun. Two, we want to keep that that familiar feeling um, the event had to, had to mature, had to grow, had to be able to sustain the volume. So it changes. Uh, Ryan Pamps asks, is the vendor list been released? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, flightfest yeah, flightfest.com. They might have updated the website. I am not hundred percent sure at this point. Um, yeah, keep the questions coming. Otherwise I, you know, it's, uh, it is a very, very fun event. I look forward to it. Uh, I missed going down in May and hanging out with all my uh, with my buddies. Um, so this will be fun. It'll be a different event for me, as I stated, because of obvious reasons. Um, but it's still going to be something I look forward to. I've been packing and prepping all this weekend, and uh, but figured I would take the time out to do a podcast for everybody. So at least you have an hour. And something that you can listen to, listen to some of our older shows. Uh, I've been asked before if I listen to podcasts when I'm driving. No, I listen to music and then I have my buddies. We'll do a caravan with a few of us and uh, a caravan run. And we'll have our CB radios and yammer for, for, for eight to nine hours. Sorry, nine to ten hours. Eh. It's a long haul, but it's worth it. So um, bring your tent, bring your mattresses, bring your ground sheets, bring your rain gear. Make sure your tent's sprayed for all kinds of weather. Bring some backup equipment. Um, but bring your spirit. Have some fun. Bring that smile and just go. Yep. And Martin says he's packing tonight. Exactly. I'm going to have the car all set up and load it and put it away. Do all my maintenance sweeps on the car this afternoon and everything. Uh, can you bring a mountain bike? Uh you know what? I brought mine last year. Uh, I think it's a fantastic way to get around. My problem was I'd get off my bike, go and deal with a bunch of things, and realize my bike was on the other end of the field by the time I was done. So this year I'm actually going to leave it and just walk. Uh, but, Nick, it is a fantastic way to get around. Um, yes, and be careful of people. Watch for everybody. We're going to be really policing it. I was really unhappy last year with the amount of go-kart traffic or golf cart traffic going through the main venues. So I think this year we're going to be even more placed about it. Um, I don't think you need to be driving a vehicle through the main uh, area at all. Uh, and don't forget bug spray. Don't forget your sunscreen. Yep, those are great uh, points, Brian. Um, and, uh, but yeah, the mountain bike is pretty cool. If you got a little trailer to tow your planes along, fantastic idea. Um, you get there early enough. Uh, entry is on Wednesday, uh, most in the, in the afternoon. Uh, <laughs> Bill Decker's asking why no night radiant. I just don't have time to set it up. I'm happy with my old one. You've got to remember how busy, 
Uh, I, I, and we'll talk about, you know, me getting him flying. I'm going to fly all of them, but I'm content with my other one. Um, I, once I switch the receiver on my night radiant, yeah, but you know, they'll always be next year to fly that thing. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of me finding time and priorities and everything. So rule number one, and it remembers from last year is if I fly once a day, I've done good. Uh, I think last year we did two, two flights a day, which is awesome. So I'm bringing more airplanes than I probably should, but I want everything to fly. I want my dad's old flight, uh, his Spitfire, uh, to, uh, to actually get going and fly at flight fest. And he actually built the racer and the, um, the scout for me, uh, over the winter. Cause he, he was looking for stuff to build, and so I passed him those. So those are going to go out. Um, the racer's the old white foam board, so i got to be careful because I'm not sure how it's going to handle the, the dampness and humidity. So, but whatever. It's still worth flying. I'll buy a couple of kits while I'm down there and prep for the winter. So um, the store is going to be really nice. I'm really excited about that. Mm. And I'm not bringing any 3D printed planes this year. That was just too much of a disaster. <laughs> Uh, you know, and yeah, it's, uh, it should be fun. So I don't think I've got much more to say about it other than everybody who's commuting down there, uh, to drive safe and, uh, you know, have fun getting to the event. Um, there's going to be lots of, uh, lots more announcements from the guys coming through. Uh, it would be a blast even if you only have one. Exactly, Bill. Exactly. A lot. Pardon me, a lot of people just show up with very limited. I'm probably bringing more than I want to or will have a chance to fly, but I figure just a variety is going to keep things interesting. And like I said, think simple. Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. I think we, we all have a tendency to do this, and, and that's my answer as far as the Radiant. Um, I found the Night Radiant as far as beautiful it is and interesting. I actually haven't flown it yet, um, and I just want to keep things simple. I know how well my my existing radiant flies the one sitting right there and i don't want to overcomplicate things so uh so the store and registration will indeed be air cooled it will be a happening place so any pardon me anybody on registration duty you're lucky heard me i just had some water so uh the rest of you you're gonna be hot working hard but we will keep you hydrated and uh and, and pumping along so on that fantastic note, I think um, I think it is time to uh, spool down the show. Uh, it is only one hour. I apologize, but that's an hour of me talking, which is awfully lot time. But again, thanks for everybody for your ongoing support. If you um, if you uh, if you hunt me down at Flight Fest, be sure to uh, be sure to uh, uh, get a RC After Hours sticker from me. But remember. You gotta socialize this stuff. I want a selfie. I want some hashtag. I want you to stick those airplane, you know, stickers on your airplanes and, and just show it off. Um, because we should be proud of this podcast. It's come a long way in a very short period of time, and uh, I want to continue punching out and putting a lot of effort into making it bigger and better and everything. So, again, I'm Andre. You've listened to an hour of my voice on a podcast talking about pre-flight fest 2019 for ohio um so thanks for uh, thanks for listening everybody have a fantastic weekend what's left um you know hope everybody had an awesome fourth of july in canada day and next weekend we will be having uh, the times of our lives so again drive safe have fun see you later